0: Now, we've talked before about uh, as folks start coming in, you know, if there's an empty chair next to you, if you'll wave at them or something, uh, let them have a place. And, of course, our guys know that if we get more people keep coming in, uh, I was going to say this welcome to the brotherhood. kind a fit, didn't it? Yeah. Um. All right. If you've got a Bible, go to Colossians chapter 3. Now, the easiest way that I know to find it, Colossians chapter 3, the easiest way I know to find it is find the red letters. Find the red letters and turn to the right. It's a little bitty short book in the Bible. It's a letter, really, God wrote to a bunch of folks just like us. All right, find Colossians. We're gonna take our time too. Take your time to find it. Not in any rush. Just coming in today, uh, meeting folks. We have like 17 people here today named Jasmine. Okay? So if you see somebody you don't know, just say hi, Jasmine. And you're going to have a pretty good chance of getting it right. Okay? Um, We also have a couple of people who named Owen. My middle name. Yeah. So, and, uh, family back here named their son after me. It was several years after me. Get it? Uh, never mind. Alright, you got your Bibles? Let's study because y'all aren't awake any other way. Okay. Look in Colossians. Now, if you want to peek, you can peek. Nobody's going to call you on it. But what I'd like, we've been reading it, we've been talking, discussing it, trying to live it, right? Tell me something you've heard, learned, uh, remembered, taken to heart from Colossians, from this word from God that was about Jesus, tell me something that you hold on to. And it may be just something you remember. And it may be, just some, it may be something that you just heard and you remember. Oh, I remember when Rex said that. And that's fine. But what I'd like you to do is tell me something that you've had with you all week. Something that's affected the way you think, change the way, maybe way you act or maybe the way, way you react. That, uh, where it says about, we have by Christ's physical body that death to present you holy in his sight without and All right. Now in this room, and, and you need to look if you, we're not going to take time to reteach the lesson, but if you're hearing this for the first time, In Colossians chapter 1, he's going to say, we, right now we, we are holy in his sight. We are without blemish and we are free of accusation. Now they're honest folks. For a bunch of folks like us that have done some of the things we've done, gone through some of the things we've gone through, for us For us to be counted holy, for us to be counted without blemish, for us to be counted as free of accusation, I want some of that, don't you? Tell me something you remember from Colossians that you hold on to that helps you. Made alive with him. In chapter 2, he's going to say, he made us alive. And then he's going to to prove the point or to make sure we understand the point, he's going to say three things, you remember? In Colossians 2, He made us alive. So what did He have to do with our sins? He had to forgive them. What did He do with our debt? He canceled it daily on the cross. What did He do to our enemies? He disarmed them. He defeated them. So one more time, for those of you who are just in this the first time, hearing it the first time, there's a place in Colossians. Where you get a promise from God. Well, not, it's a statement from God, a truth from God, a fact from God that if you will be in Jesus, if you'll be in Jesus, then your sins will be forgiven, yes, and your debt will be canceled, and your enemies will be defeated. That's a pretty good deal, too. Last call. Set your mind and your heart on things above I've been working on that one for a couple of weeks now. Put your mind on things that are above, where God, where Jesus is, because that's what God has done for me in the past and what God is doing for me. So look at Colossians 3, verse 4. Colossians 3, verse 4. There isn't, and if you've ever been to church, you've heard somebody preach it, and sometimes they it's soft spoken preaching but most of the time when you're talking about Jesus coming and the wrath of God and judgment day and all that it gets real hot and heavy pretty quick and no an boy gets red in the face and he starts pounding that box he's standing behind and he starts talking about and the Lord will come and when the Lord comes read it Colossians 3 verse 4 when the Lord comes when he appears when Jesus appears what's going to happen we will appear with him where We're going to appear with him standing over in the corner because we hadn't acted right. No. We're going to appear with him in glory because, well, we weren't good enough to fit in with those other folk. No. Where are we going to sit? Where are we going to stand? Where are we going to be? With him. Right beside him. In glory. And he's going to share with us his glory. The idea is, the idea is he's going to call your name. He's going to call your name. And when He calls your name, you're going to stand before God and instead of judgment day, you're going to face glory day. You're going to face celebration. Jesus is going to talk about you in front of the whole history of the world and talk about the wondrous things He sees in you. Because of the good you've done? Nah. But the good He's done, right? So what are we going to do? What are we going to do with that? Keep going. Three, five, and on. But you tell me, what does he want us to do? Since he counts us without sin, since he counts us as holy, since he counts us as without blemish, since he counts us as free of accusation, since he forgave our sins, cancelled our debt, and destroyed our enemies, what does he want us to do about it? I am going to stand with him in glory, and he says, All right, Rex, while you're waiting on that day, you got some work to do. Is it work to be holy without blemish, free of accusation? Is it to get forgiveness of sins and debt canceled? No, that's already been done. But because of what he's done, I've got some work left to do. And what does he want me to do? First, put some things to death, put off some things. So start here, start here, start here. Tell me, and not Sunday school stuff, real life from your life stuff. Tell me something you've been trying to put to death this week. Tell me something you've been trying to put to death this week. The way, react to the way you react to things. What do you try to put to death this week? I'm trying to control. Other people. C- controlling other people and their actions. Mm-hmm. Anger. Anger. What have you been trying to get rid of? That I watch on TV and the things that I look at on the computer. Right. What have you been trying to put to death this week? Road rage. Road rage. And why are y'all laughing? Because we all have Because what that, that laugh you just heard was that admission that I got the same deal, but I'm going to laugh like it's her joke, right? Yeah. What are you trying to put to death in your life? Insecurity. Okay. This is Amanda's first time here for a long, 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 long time. Way back when. I wouldn't do anything to embarrass her, but I want to make sure we know she's here. Some of us, some of you will remember her. Some of you, not. But anybody else in this room deal with insecurity? Honest, honest. Anybody deal with insecurity? What's it like? What does it do to you? What does insecurity do to you? It paralyzes you. What way? Ah. It's not just I'm afraid I can't do it. It's I'm afraid of how people are going to react to me doing it. Right, Kristen? All right, now think about it. If I second guess everything I do, what does that do to you emotionally? If you second guess, and some of you do, so be honest about it, when you second guess everything you do, what does it do to you? Knocks you down. It discourages you. makes you feel like you're not worth anything, and doesn't it just wear you out, make you tired? All right, right, now listen. You're in the right place, okay? You're in the right place. It'll be our hope that nobody here makes you feel less than what God made you to be. If they do, would you please tell me? Because I will kick them in the throat. With Christian love and compassion, but we're going to kick them in the throat. Because the truth is who's true? The people that speak about us are God. And if God said it, and if He said you are without blemish, you're without blemish. If He says you're free of accusation, you're free of accusation. If He says you're going to share with Him in glory, is that true? That's true. God said it. That settles it. But it's not the people out there that are honest. And you know the truth. It's not the people out there that we have the trouble with. Who is it that we have the most trouble with? The person inside us. We get that started and it's hard for us to stop. We got some work to do, right? We got to put some things to death. Um, But do you remember how he finished that session? He said, I want you to put these things to death. I want you to take these things off. I want you to put them away. I want you to get rid of them. What did he say we were supposed to do? We don't just stand there naked. What do we do? We put on the new self. What verse? Verse 10. Look at at that verse. Look at the verse. We put on the new self. You get a new life. We hear, we've talked about it. You put on a new life, you're clothed with Christ. we got verses that prove that. If you put on a new life, you're clothed with Christ. And then he said in Colossians, your life is hid with Christ in God. So when you're standing there, you're looking like... You're wearing the same clothes as Jesus. You're wearing Jesus' clothes. Now I made the point last week, and I'm not going to wear it out, but I heard an illustration too good to pass up. I told you last week, Halloween coming... And what happens when you put a little kid? When you put a little guy, not a baby, but if you put one a seven, eight, nine, ten year old in a costume, what happens to him? They become that character, don't they? They become that character. I remember stories of kids that would put on a Superman suit and then jumped off the house. Right? Some of that does it. Which one? Javen. Javen, the other day, had a ninja turtle costume on ninja ninja sorry not ninja turtle ninja ninja and he was going to school and he was doing he was doing all those <laughs> and the teacher said man you really are a ninja and javen said my daddy taught my daddy <laughs> me <laughs> I loved it. my daddy taught me these moves i looked at Ernest and said i didn't know you were a ninja Isn't that what happens? Okay, so let. Can we do it? Can we put on Jesus? Yes. Okay. Now, I know, what, I know there's church folks in here right now that are going to say, well, you know, I can, I can act like Jesus, but that's not real. That's not being sincere. Folks, I got to tell you, what matters to Jesus is that you act like Him. Well, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, because that's obedience. That's not hypocrisy. That's obedience. Yeah, but I don't feel like being like Jesus. Well, okay, good, I understand. But you put his suit on anyway. You put on your Jesus clothes. You put on your new clothes. And then you act like Jesus. That's what he keeps saying. Keep reading. Keep reading. Verse 12, therefore is God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Time out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He just got through talking to people who got trouble with anger and rage and slander and filthy language. And what did he just call them? Holy, holy and dearly loved. When you do the things that you do that hurt you and hurt your family and, and you think disappoint God, does he still love you? Yes. Does he still... Are you still holy? And I like the first one the best. Are you still chosen? In this room, and maybe this is the better point of all these to make. In this room, there are people that nobody else wants. Okay? There's some of you that have been treated by a man in a way that makes you feel. It takes the very heart out of you because they don't want you. Or maybe that's happened with some woman in your life. Has treated you in a way that makes you feel like you're not wanted. It may have been a job that fired you. It may have been a church that snubbed you. I don't know. And I can't even speak for everybody in this room. I can't even speak for everybody in this room. But I I know what God said. And what does God want? Who does God choose? Answer it right. Who did God choose? Yeah, it's not us. It's one more time. So if that's right, if God said, all right, Andrea, I want you. Jeremy, I want you. Danielle, I want you. Teresa, come here. Come here. I want you. Tanner, I want you. And the moment he says that, what goes on in your heart? Whoa, whoa, are you sure you are? are you talking, you talking to me? You re- who, me? Really? Right, are you sure? Don't you know that I have trouble with alcohol? Don't you know I have trouble with filthy language? Don't you know I have trouble with having sex with other people? Don't you know I have this and have that? All those kind of things c- creep up in us, right? Because? Because we're making them up, right? No, we live those things. We struggle with those things. We fight against those things. And he said, yep, I still want you. Come here, I want you, and you are dearly loved. So what am I supposed to do? If he invited me to stand in glory with him, what should I do before I get there? What are you gonna do if you get invited to a Halloween party, a costume party? You're gonna dress up real quick, just I gotta do this just for fun and get you breathing. You're still I think we've got too many visitors or something. Y'all are going, I don't want to say anything. So let's take a break for a second, catch your breath. If you were going to come dressed as any Halloween costume, if you could pick it, if it didn't cost you any money, don't spend any money. But if you were, if you were coming to a costume party and you were going to dress up like any character, I don't care, Bible, movies, whatever, who would it be? What would it be? Junior Samples. Junior Samples. <laughs> and he already did. All right. And the younger people are going in there and said, who is Junior Samples? And that that makes me sick. All right now. The robot from the Jetsons. What would you come as? Talk to me, Brennan. A mariachi band. The whole band? Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. I mama, mama's family. Mama, mama's family? Not touching that line. No. Just staying away from that. Who would you come as? Superman? Superman? Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny? The Brady Bunch? <laughs> yes, you can do that. What would you come as, Ernest? I call my dad Tito Tom. <laughs> 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 Richard, I did not say that. That's your son that did that. Can't we do the same thing? Can't we have fun with the same thought? Let's put on a Jesus costume. Well, I'm supposed to really be like Jesus. I know that. I know what you're talking about. But it can't... Where does it start? Doesn't it start with me making the decision that I'm going to be like Jesus? Isn't that what he said? I didn't write it. Read it. He said, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself, put on those things that are like Jesus. Now keep reading those things. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, I'm not going to wear you out with defining all these because you know what those words mean. But I want to hear them from you. What did he just say do? What did he just say be? Be like Jesus, but how? Be compassionate. Be loving. Don't give me the same words. Give me your word. All right, patience. Give me another word. Be nice to people. Be kind to people. Does that make sense? I, I, and I, I, don't, I want us to make it real simple. because And there are people in this room that could give you every Greek word and all the definitions of those language, of those words in Greek. I've got no interest in that. You know what I want to do is I want to learn to be nice. I want to be learn to be kind to people. Okay, now hang on. I want you to focus for a second. Because if I'm going to put on the costume of Jesus, if I'm going to put on the clothes of Jesus, if I'm going to dress up like Jesus today, it starts right here. Now we're big on, and I love you, but we we got an epidemic here of telling other people how they ought to do it. Well, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to stop doing this, you need to stop doing that. It starts right here with me. I put, he, When he said, clothe myself in these things, what does that imply? When he says, put them on, what does he imply? I do that I can do it. And not only that I can do it, I must do it. So let's, let's stop pointing our finger at everybody else and let's get started on me. Can you start being nice to people? Start, guys, just start in your house just start in your home. Be nice to your mate. Let's be nice to our children. Let's be nice. (laughs) Folks, let's be nice. Let's be nice. Let's be nice to the people that wait on us. When we're at a store, let's be nice to the person driving next to... Let's be nice. Be Jesus. Because am I Jesus just part-time? I know what happens, and I... It happens in every church that I know anything about. The moment you walk in this building and somebody says hi to you, how do you react? Well, hi, how are you? God bless you. Good to see you. Proud to have your attendance. Yes, yes, that's very good. And then we walk out this door and immediately we start barking at our wives or barking at our kids or barking at our husband. We start, we get this, take on this attitude. You do it to your parents, you do it to your kids. No, 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 no we're not talking about a part time Jesus we're not talking about a part time deal it doesn't just happen on the Jesus party no it's Jesus life that we're talking about. our life is hid with him it is his life we have so we be nice to people now keep reading because he says bear with each other now hang on what does the word bear with mean what does that phrase mean bear with. The best definition, I think Jay's got it, is put up with. Now folks, if he gave us that commandment, what does he know is going to be the case? There are going to be some folks that irritate you. There are going to be some folks that you have to put up with. Now, what we tend to do is, we tend to see that as, I've got to put up with all your mess, but the truth is, I don't ever do anything that you have to put up with. That's how you act, isn't it? That's how we think. When he says, bear with one... Read it. Bear with each other. I want you to read the next phrase, because Jesus said it, not me. I, don't, I want you to make sure you know I'm not making it up. Bear with each other and... Underline it. And what? Forgive. And what? Forgive. And what? Forgive. And what? Forgive, and what? Forgive, and forgive, look at the phrase, forgive whatever grievances. What does grievance mean? Something makes you sad, something that causes you grief. Grievance. There are people in this room that got their feelings hurt by somebody else in this room, and they won't forgive it. We need to put on our Jesus suit, y'all. Jesus would forgive us, wouldn't he? Then we need to forgive each other. I didn't write this, y'all. Jesus did. And he said, you want to be like me? You want to put on my clothes? And that means you be nice to people, and that means you put up with people. Are there, p- folks? You cannot be in a group this size. You cannot be around people this many. You can't without there's somebody hurting your feelings. And let's we're just going to time out. Let's just talk about it. Let's be honest. And if, visitors, if this makes you uncomfortable, I apologize. It's not meant to make anybody uncomfortable. It's meant for us to be real, though. Tell me something that somebody's done. You don't give me a name. That's not the issue. Tell me something that somebody has done that's hurt your feeling, that's a grievance, that bothered you, that hurt your feelings, that made you sad. Lied to you. you. For me, it's uh, getting caught out of your name because you try to do the right thing Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Don't want to know. No. Jeremy? Taking advantage of. of. Accuse of things you're not doing. What things hurt your feelings? What things cause grievances for you? betrayed passing judgment not respecting you, not respecting you last call something that makes you sad what somebody that's mean to you no matter what you do to them they're mean to you what Jesus say do number one what Jesus say do be like Jesus first be nice to him I didn't write this number two he said put up with it put up with it and number three forgive them like God forgave you some of us hold on to things that happened a long time ago it doesn't help to hang on to it let it go Yeah, that's the next thing. The way I act is like Jesus. That's the clothing part. The bearing with, it's putting up with it until I can do something with it. And when, I've done, when I'm ready, what do I do? I forgive it. I let it go. I let God, I make sure God's going to take care of it. Now keep reading. I got my Jesus clothes on. I'm forgiving these folks. And over all these virtues, put on the final cape, the final crown. The final stroke of makeup that you put on on your costume is love. And I'm not talking about that, oh, I just love you so much. No, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about love like God meant it. Patient, kind, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's enough people in here that can do this. In 1 Corinthians don't look, don't look, don't peeky. 1 Corinthians 13, there are 15 descriptive phrases that deal with love. I want you to give me some. He says they're patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. Not boastful. Endures all things. Do you hear that? Yeah, but you don't understand, man. I can't. My wife, she can't. Now I ain't say anything about my wife. She's sitting here, so I know. Well, you don't understand, man. My, My wife, my husband, my kids. I understand. You got crazy wives and kids, and husbands. I know you. What are we supposed to do? Endure all things. Keep going. Not selfish. Not selfish. Forgiving. Forgiving. Give me another one. Oh, Amanda, you get, if we had donuts, you'd get an extra one. (laughs) That's the one I want to end with. Doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Are there things that people did to you that hurt your feelings? I I am sorry they did. And I I know. If I knew that I was the one that did it, I'd know what I'd tell you. I'd tell you I'm sorry. Because I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to do anything that will hurt your feelings. But I'm telling you, love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. So if I'm hanging on to things that you did or said or didn't do or didn't say, I need to let that go. I don't keep a record of wrongs. I shouldn't keep a record of wrongs. So put on love. Look what happens. When you put on love, that binds everybody together in perfect unity. The thing that will make us the church that God wants us to be, the thing that will make your family the family God wants it to be, the thing that will make you the person that God wants you to be, is love. Let love bind you together. Now, then he says, verse 15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body we're called to peace, and be thankful. All right, We know what be thankful means, so let's deal with this one thing. Uh, We still have trouble with it. We still have trouble with it. We make a decision. I believe Jesus is... The son of God and I say do you want him to be your Lord and you say yes he is my Lord Jesus is my Lord and then you're baptized into Jesus and you receive a new life and you start walking in this new life letting Jesus be your Lord and what happens what happens you start going back the other direction Cause you stop listening to Jesus, and so you got to turn, keep turning around. And some of you still doing this. Can do we well, can't do that long, <laughs> but you can't either. And some of you have gotten so confused in your life, you don't know which direction to go. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let Him make the rule. What would this relationship? Will this activity? Will that friendship, will that situation, will that give me peace or will it take my peace? And if we let the peace of Christ make the decision, some of us are going to stay out of some of that. stuff Because we know it's going to lead to heartache. Can't you tell? Let Jesus make that decision and be thankful. Now, look at this next one because it's what we're going to work on at the end, and I'm just about finished. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Stop right there. Don't run it all together, it's two different things. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I've had enough opinions, I've had enough opinions, I've had enough preferences. What I needed, His wisdom and His will, right? You want to help yourself? Get His Word in you. And I'm not talking about just remembering the verse. I'm talking about living it. Get it in you. Let it dwell in you. Let it live in you. And let it live in you richly. Because you're going to teach people. You're going to share things, admonish people. You're going to do it with wisdom. That's not you telling people what you think they ought to do. It's you taking God's word and helping somebody. Now hang on, hang on, hang on. What good does it do me, what good does it do me to help you with all wisdom? What good does it do me to help you with all wisdom? To teach you and admonish you with all wisdom? Say it again. If you're teaching somebody else, it helps you learn and clarify your own mind. What What have we talked about in this place? The, all of us, all of us who have ever had any kind of issues with addictions, ever had anything to issues with AA or NA. If you want to, if you want to stay sober, you can't keep it if you don't give it away. Rick says, "You want to stay sober? You help somebody else stay sober. That makes sense. You want to live Jesus, then help somebody else learn to live Jesus." And then he says. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Okay, there's an extension to that. Now, I grew up, I grew up, and that was limited. to. They talked about what we do here in church building. Okay, that's a worthwhile discussion. Do you think he's just talking about church building stuff? Is that where I'm supposed to let the peace of Christ rule in my heart? No. Letting the word of Christ dwell in me richly, is that just a church house thing? No. Teaching and admonishing my brothers, is that just a church house thing? (laughs) Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, just a church house thing? No. It's not just a church house thing. It's the way I live my life. And is there any benefit, do you tell me, real benefit to having psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in your heart? Any benefit? Somebody tell me a benefit. When you have good songs in your heart, what's the what dif- What? What? How does it affect you, Rick? All right. So a song can help you get through a tough time. Ah get that. there are songs that will they'll express your heart to God Kim so um, this is an example that is with my children um, so sometimes we listen to like you know 100.3 or whatever like that mixed pop station and when my kids were arguing and figuring and I was about ready to just knock them out and, um, <laughs> in love yeah. in love Keep going. For me, it enlightens my spirit. Uh-huh. It changes my spirit and my uh-huh. soul. It helps regulate what comes out of my mouth. Uh-huh. For me, it actually helps road rage under control because when I'm in the car and people are driving slowly, like, I want to be so ugly to them for no reason because they didn't use a blinker uh-huh. but then you listen to like Caleb or something and it helps me to be like oh maybe they just forgot to use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe their car's broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and please forgive me because I didn't have my blinker on when they didn't have theirs <laughs> on. Here, hey, Here's a song. Here's a song. I come broken to be mended. I come wounded to be healed. I come spread to be wrestled. That wasn't planned, but tell me what that song, several people have told me, said, man, that song's been on my heart all week long. Tell me what that does to your heart, that song. Calms it. For me, I remember that song, but I don't remember the words, but I think about it, you know A lot of us that sing here don't remember the words or the tune. Yeah, yeah. What's that song do for you? When it says, I come broken to be mended, there's a lot of times when I go through life that it, I'm, I feel like I'm broken, like I can't do it by myself. But then just the words to that song, He's going to mend me. He's going he's gonna to help put me back together And I think what Andrea was saying a minute ago that we hold a lot of things in. We don't want people to see mm-hmm. that we're broken or desperate, we're empty. So if we can be honest about it and just let that be our prayer. Lord, here I come. Here I come and we're accepted just as I am. I take His clothes. I react to others that way. I feel my life up with it, my heart up with His Word and then I share it with other people. You see the direction? I receive it from the Lord and then I act, I react, I share it with other people. Now he ties the knot on this thing. Look in verse 17. I have preached these words, I have quoted them, I have discussed them. No discussion, no teaching. I just want you to hear Jesus say it Jesus say it two or three times and let these words be the words we keep on our hearts while we remember Jesus. Whatever you do. Got it? What does it say? Whatever you do in... Say it again. Whatever you do in word or deed. One more time. Make sure we understand what he's saying. Whatever you do in word or deed. Do it all. Do it all. If you can't do it in the name of the Lord, don't do it. Do it all in the name of the Lord. Jesus, keep going giving thanks to God giving thanks to God one more time, giving thanks to God if I don't understand anything else, if I can't remember anything else remember that one whatever I do with me whatever I do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. If I can't remember anything else, may God help me remember that. Personal, specific, that you thank God for. I don't want Sunday school answers, real deals. Things that you think you thank God for, people that you thank God for. Yeah, the changed life. The little baby was a nephew that I had everybody pray for. He got to go home Thursday. Little baby got to go home Thursday. Yeah, Yeah. staying strong through tough times. James and Julie being there in Jacob's life. James and Julie being in Jacob's life. Got an apartment. That's right. Something you thank God for. Personal, specific. Yes. Things you thank God for, man. Pay the Ah, oh, pay the bills. That's a big deal. Two healthy boys. One whose name is... Owen. Owen. The other one's Oliver, and we like him, but Owen. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah, sobriety, because without that, nothing else. What do you thank God for? I want, I want to thank God for uh, always revealing himself to me when, whenever I think that he's not around me. That's the truth. That's the (laughs) truth, folks. Let's live today, grateful. Go ahead, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for you. Thank God that He was with you through the war. Thank God that He's been with you now 91 years, y'all. Last week. And I know he wanted to say he is so thankful for his third son. (laughs) Not so much the first, but, you know, (laughs) sorry. All right, hug somebody with you, like them or not.